Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Let me just dive right in. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you know that I am committed to certain policy principles. And if a president or a statesman or congressman, senator, anyone uh, champions one of those principles, uh, helps to enact them into law, then I celebrate them and I help them. And you also know that if they are opposed to those principles, if they're opposed to the things that I think are righteous in politics, then I'm opposed to them, that I work against them. And that leads me to my view of Donald Trump. I'm not one of those people who spends all day every day complaining about Donald Trump, and I'm not one of those people who is just blindly, radically pro-Trump, uh, even though I'm a conservative, and, and Donald Trump at least at least talks about conservative values more so than uh, any other kind of values, the left-leaning political values. But I want to say that one of the shocks of my life when it comes to observing politics is that some of my greatest criticisms of Donald Trump have to do with him not doing the art of the deal. Now, this is quite a surprise to me because, of course, The Art of the Deal is the book that Donald Trump uh, had written for him and that sold very well. He's known as a deal maker. He talks about the art of the deal. We expected to have a president who would be expert at the art of of the deal. But my concern of late is that he hasn't been good at the art of the deal and that this reflects what happens when you have an administration that's run by somebody, first of all, uh, who is not very adept at politics, doesn't have especially foreign policy experience, and so goes into deals rushing headlong without the kind of preparation, without the kind of negotiation that ought to, ought to take place. Let me give you an example. Uh, you, All of us know that under the Trump administration, administration, the U.S. Embassy in Israel was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Now, I applaud this uh, move. I thought it was the right thing to do. Presidents have been promising it for administration after administration. Nobody seemed to have the courage to do it. Finally, Donald Trump, who is, if nothing else, he's at least impatient, and he also is pro-Israel, obviously having Jewish uh, relatives and a daughter who's converted to Judaism, uh, son-in-law, etc. He moved our embassy to uh, Jerusalem. All for it. Great. But we have great complaints about Israel. I'm speaking of as a nation. We are trying to get Israel to do certain things about its territory and about its dealings with in Gaza and, and about other issues of foreign policy. And so when we moved the embassy, which is something uh, the Israeli government has wanted for decades, we didn't require anything. We didn't make a deal. We didn't say we're about to do this. It's going to cost us a lot of money. It's going to cost us some prestige in the world. It's probably going to be uh, prompt terrorism against us. So well, we're going to ask the following things. We want you to behave yourself over here. We want you to modify your stance over here. Uh, we want you to do certain things over there. We want to modify trade agreements, etc. No, no deal at all. We asked for nothing. So my response is let's either stop expecting these things of Israel, stop making these demands, or when we give them something, let's ask for something in return. That's the way relationships with nations take place. The bottom line is Donald Trump didn't do the art of the deal. Well, 
The same thing happened not too long ago Too long ago with the G7 summit. Uh, many of you know that Canada hosted the G7 summit. And Donald Trump went up there. He was just as petulant as he could be. And uh, he really offended a lot of our allies. Uh, he had thrown a lot of tariffs into place, willy-nilly, without much reason. Uh, with, I mean, there was reason, but without much uh, thought to it. He offended our allies. He was petulant as he could be. You probably saw the picture of him with his arms folded and Angela Merkel and others trying to talk him out of it. Um, And I want to say that, frankly, the U.S. does have a case against its allies when it comes to tariffs. You know, Trudeau in Canada can make as much noise as he wants to, but the bottom line is we pay in some cases 300% tariffs on Canadian goods. We are, Donald Trump is correct in what he's generally saying, which is that we allow our allies to absolutely take advantage of us. We not only pay for the, a lot of their defense, uh, we not only uh, do a great deal militarily for these countries, uh, but then we, we sit back and allow them to sometimes charge 200, 300, 400 uh, percent ter- on tariffs against us. So, but rather than hold off on issuing uh, high tariffs, on, on ordering high tariffs, and negotiate, do the art of the deal, go up there, make your case, um, rather than doing that, we just threw tariffs into place, forced our allies to respond. Now we've got trade wars going. And I want to tell you, if you don't know this history, which is fine, um, that the American Great Depression was in large part a result of high tariffs, that we got into wars with other countries, not, not military wars, but tariff wars, and it damaged our economy, it damaged our ability to sell goods overseas, and it helped to lead to the crash of Wall Street and to the Great Depression. So here again, though Donald Trump has a case, though he's making the right case, though the tariffs are ridiculous, even with our own allies, um, don't pick a fight first, negotiate first, do the art of the deal. The idea is to win them. The idea is to negotiate. And by the way, I'm a guy who works in the PR side of things a great deal and helping people communicate and helping them make their case and helping them communicate complex issues. If Donald Trump would just get up and cite three or four facts, like why didn't he say, hey, on a certain product, we pay 350% uh, tariff from Canada. We pay this in Germany. We pay that. How can People would lose their minds. People would get on board with him. But no, he just keeps on doing speaking in broad generalities because he's not good at mastering the facts. And then he shows up and he's petulant. And now he's ticked off our allies. And, and by the way, some of the Canadian officials are getting more airtime on this issue on American news shows than is Trump. So again, what are we finding? No art of the deal. But I'll tell you the one that really sticks in me personally is him going and meeting with Kim Jong-un of North Korea. So he has this uh, visit with Kim Jong-un in Singapore, by the way, a city I love very much and can't wait to visit again. And uh, he comes out and he says he likes this guy, he trusts this guy, but he doesn't raise any of the thorny issues. And let me tell you the one that really uh, is bothersome and, and disturbing to me. In prison camps in North Korea are between 50 and 80,000 Christians because Christians are the primary group targeted by the North Korean administration. So Donald Trump goes in, talks about nuclear weapons, talks about a few other things, comes out, gives this guy an absolute bouquet, 
says that he he trusts him, says that he likes him, says that he, quote unquote, loves his people. That's what Trump said as he emerged, has asked nothing. We have nothing on the nuclear front. We don't know anything about what this man is doing and does not in any way raise an issue that uh, an administration strongly supported by evangelicals ought to be raising, which is what about the 50 to 80,000? And by the way, it might be quite a bit more, 50 to 80,000 Christians who are in prison camps in North Korea. Now, here again, I just want to say, because I know a lot of congressmen, senators listen to this podcast, a lot of people who are in politics, some people who are in the uh, executive uh, branch. Um, Again, I'm mixed on Trump. I'll support him where he does good things. I'll speak against him where he does things I don't think he ought to. But the shock, the thing we ought to all be shocked by, and and those in a position to influence him uh, ought to be urging him forward, is that he's not bringing the art of the deal to the table. He's not doing the very thing that many people were, were encouraged to vote for him for, which is to craft deals. He's right about tariffs, but he did it badly. He's right to try to seek some kind of peace agreement with, with North Korea, but he did it badly and ignore, ignored some of the biggest issues. And he was right about moving the embassy, but he didn't require anything in return from the Knesset, from the Israeli government. We need a president, if we're going to have a president who creates chaos by not understanding how Washington works, who wants to change things, wants to drain the swamp, wants to be the, uh, the person who creates upheaval and stir and chaos because it breaks up the old guard and the, and the Washington elite. Fine, I get all that. I even applaud some of it. But for heaven's sakes, bring the benefits of somebody coming in from the private sector. Bring the art of the deal and negotiate and negotiate powerfully. Again, he's right about tariffs, he was right about the embassy, and he's right to negotiate with North Korea. But bring home the bacon, bring something good, bring something to the table, bring something back from these negotiations, rather than just calling dictators people who love their people and and, uh, speaking in broad generalities. As we sit here right now, other than the embassy being moved to Jerusalem, we're worse off. We're worse off in that North Korea is doing what it's doing without any sanctions or without any harsh treatment from the West. We're worse off in that we've angered our allies in tariffs and we've got nothing in return. We brought nothing home. Donald Trump, do the art of the deal. That's why you were voted into office. And you're shocking us by not doing the deals you're capable of doing. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.